Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, we are live with an instant reaction podcast. The Patriots have made a move. They have making tons of moves. Well, not tons of moves, but comparatively <laughs> speaking, tons of moves. They've signed two players, three whole players who did not play for the team last year. Uh, of course, yesterday they let Jacoby Myers walk uh, in free agency. He's going uh, to Vegas for four years, $44 million. And then they took almost that exact same amount of money, certainly the same amount of money per year. One last year, they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster this uh, year. Was- it was three years for Myers. That's what I mean. One, it was three years for Myers? I thought he got it four was, and 44. It was 333 for Myers with 21 guaranteed. And now Juju Smith-Schuster comes in at 333 with $22 million guaranteed. Oh, exact same money. $1 million more for yeah. guaranteed for Juju, which uh, got Jacoby Myers up on Twitter saying this is a cold world. Yeah, yeah. And it is. And I don't, I don't blame him. That's the way it goes. You know, I don't blame him for that. But here's what I'll say, okay? This is what I'll say about this. And and I think we're in agreement with this, Matt. This isn't it. We're not done. I'm not like, oh, okay, we're good. We we solved the problems. We did not. However, I think that Juju is the replacement for Myers. And I think that he is a better – I don't want to say better. He is a more dynamic and explosive receiver than Jacoby Myers is. And I think that that makes a big difference. When I think you look at the reporting around Myers, it doesn't sound like the Patriots really wanted him back all that badly, right. which I think tells us a lot. I mean, we all know the state of that receiving room and the state of the offensive coaching. If they didn't want him back that badly, that means there's something else going on. And if you watch the film last year, there was there were a lot of miscommunications on offense. and Jacoby Myers was not immune to that. Right. He's just not that dynamic of a player. He's really, really, really high floor guy. He's a really good player. I don't think he's ever going to be a great player. Juju is a guy who, in stretches, we've seen be a great player when he was in Pittsburgh. And he was a great number two in Kansas City this year. So we'll see what it looks like. It's it's a different option. They just they chose to spend their money differently. I don't know if Juju is better or worse than Jacoby Myers, but he's better at different things and in a way that I think fits what they're looking for better. Yep, I agree. I agree. And Oliver Oliver said, you know, basically echoed what we said, right? Providing they make another move and he's a better player than Myers. And I and I, I agree with that. And listen, I also don't want to sit here and bash Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers has been the Patriots' best receiver for probably the last three seasons. Um, you know, and, and he's a solid guy. He's a team guy. He's never complained about anything. He does his job. He does the dirty work. He's a good, he does all of that stuff. And so I've loved him here. I'm very excited for him to go to Vegas. I think he's going to be really good in Vegas in McDaniel's system. Um, but again, I think that the Patriots got an upgrade at that spot for Juju. I think that's just, that's just the truth that Juju is a better, you know, all around receiver. 
than Myers is. It's certainly more explosive and better, you know, yak yards. And, and you know, look, Kansas City obviously is very yak heavy. And Phil Perry was tweeting out uh, that you know Mahomes had was number one in yak yards last year, and you know that uh, Juju forced eight missed tackles last year, and and he's he's been good after the catch his entire career. He's been good after the yep. catch, uh, and that's no different here. You know, they're almost exactly the same age, but still only 26 years old. You know, they could be getting a guy that at the beginning of his career in Pittsburgh, I know it's Pittsburgh and everyone's good in Pittsburgh, but like at the beginning of his career in Pittsburgh looked like a real star and then kind of got sidelined by Chase Claypool and so on and so forth. And I think he's willing to kind of take that slot role where he's going to be in New England. And I think that that, uh, it's going to be a big spot for him. Yeah, no, I fully agree. And I think I, I want to echo what you said about Jacoby Myers. I love him. I think he's a great team player, uh, really good locker room guy, can do a lot of things well. He can kind of wear a lot of hats, a very technically sound player. The issue for him is you kind of have to play him in the slot. He's not going to win as much on the outside. Right. And that limits what you can do because he's not an explosive guy over the middle of the field. So he immediately puts a cap on how good you can be in that area. And that means you need guys on the outside who can be dominant. And Mac, that's not Mac's strength, throwing the guys outside the numbers, trying to throw it up and make 50-50 plays. We talked about that that in our last episode. We talked about Mike Evans and Devontae Parker and all that. Um, And it's harder to find those guys. (laughs) Like that's those are the most sought after receivers in the NFL are guys outside the numbers who can win consistently. So Juju is a guy who I think can win over the slot a little bit more and you can move around a little bit more. You can have Juju out there in the slot. You can have Bourne in the slot. You can have Thornton in the slot. All three of those guys can play there and give you different things. Now it gives you, I think a little bit more versatility on offense, which I think is good for them. And, it gives them flexibility. I know we're going to talk about the offensive tackle moves that they made today in a little bit. The This combination of moves means that when they pick at 14, they don't have to take offensive tackle and they don't exactly. have to take receiver. That means if there's an elite defensive player that they think can help them, they can grab them. It means that whoever the best player available is at 14, they can grab. And that helps you a ton. I think as constructed, the team is mostly about as good as it was last year, save for losing McCourty there on the defensive end. And we'll see if they address that here. But it's about as good as it was last year. You do that while you still have cap space Mm -hmm. and you're still going into the draft. And I think you get a guy who's a better scheme fit and raises the ceiling of your offense. Put that all together and I'm really happy with it. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. And uh, so Benny asked a question about about Juju's drop rate. Uh, And look, you know, I I don't. I'd have to go into the advanced numbers. I have an answer for you here. I don't know the drop rate off the top of my head, but I can tell you catch percentage. That's what I was just going to say. Go ahead. The the amount of times they're targeted that they make the catch. Career, it's about 70% for Juju. It was around 77% last year. For Jacoby Myers on the career, 68%. I know Myers gets that, that reputation of being incredibly reliable, which he has been, and Juju is kind of been put out there as an unreliable player, but you look at a stat like that and it makes me question it just a little bit. I think Juju is more reliable than people think he is. Right. And I think, I mean, last year, you know, he had 47 first downs last year. I look at really the two years I look at is 2020 and 2022, 2020 with Pittsburgh, 2022 last year, obviously with Kansas city, you know, 48 first downs, 47 first downs respectively in those two years and a catch rate of over 75% both of those years. 
He was used primarily in the slot in both of those spots. So yeah, he's catching a little bit, you know, it's a little bit shorter than, than some of the other stuff, right? He's not like a downfield threat or whatever. And I think Myers catch rate can be a little bit lower because he did occasionally get some of those contested catch balls where I don't know if Juju got as many of them. He, he was the wide receiver one. He had to make some plays right. where Juju could be more selective. Yep, exactly. And so, you know, you, you probably see that drop a little bit this year if Juju kind of takes a step up in responsibilities here. But, you know, it's not as though he's an unreliable receiver. And I think that, that, that to be, that's the biggest thing to me, right? As I look at it and just think, you know, we can at least get some stuff done, which which is nice. And again, he gives them a little bit more yak after the catch, right? Uh, some more yak after the catch. Hello, dummy. <laughs> he gives them a little more explosiveness after the catch, right? A little bit more yak ability than Jacoby gave them. And, and again, not that Jacoby wasn't good after the catch. It's just that, you know, Juju is better after the catch. He's one of the better guys, I think, um, after the catch. And so I'm excited to see what he can do in this, in this uh, offense. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely. I'm, I echo every single thing you said in there. I'm yep. excited to see how this ends up looking. And I think the other factor here is he's not just replacing Myers. Aguilar is yep. also a free agent. And for all the issues we've had with Nelson Aguilar, he, he was fast. He could be dynamic when he actually did have the ball in his hands and didn't let it hit the turf. <laughs> and he could line up in a number of places and, and do some stuff. And Juju can also do all of that. You'd see him line up in the backfield at points. They'd run screens for him. He can line up outside. He can line up inside. He's not dominant. He's a wide receiver, too, but he's a dynamic wide receiver, too. He lets you do a little bit more than what Myers did scheme-wise. And I think if you pair this with I – mean, it's, I think you're hoping you get more out of Tyquan Thornton and Kendrick Bourne next year than you did this past season, yeah. um, just from for a variety of reasons. And put it all together, and I, I like that four – with whatever whoever they draft, whatever camp bodies they bring in, I don't think you have to make a move for a big receiver now. I think you can. Rumor is that they're out on Hopkins at this point. But I think you can go in with these four guys and see how the field falls to you at the draft and go from there. Right. And the Hopkins thing is interesting. And I always think, you know, Daniel Delaney here, uh, you know, said that's the thing about Hopkins or Judy has to be the next move. And, and I'm not – I don't necessarily disagree with them. I think that you probably should go out and get one of those guys, again – we talked about, you know, Evans, and I feel kind of the same way about Hopkins um, that I do about Evans, where it's like kind of like it's almost redundant with Parker a little bit. I would love to have Jude, Judy. Now, here's the funny thing about this is that I feel like anytime you're listening to guys, supposedly the report is that Denver will only take a first-round pick for Jerry Judy, right? The word is Hopkins will go for a second-round pick. If they're throwing that out there, right, and again, that's not official statements, but that, you know, that's out there. That's roughly the cost. That means that you're not getting, you're not getting a first round pick for Jerry Judy. You're not saying we're getting a first round pick for Jerry Judy. If you think you're going to get a first round pick for Jerry Judy, you're trying to increase the market for Jerry Judy. Mm -hmm. So the Patriots might say, all right, you know what? Fine. We'll give you 46 and we'll throw in a fourth as well. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what you're trying to do there because you're saying, well, I, I'm I'm holding on for a first round pick, and there's no need to trade him right now. You're not really going to go out and get another receiver if that's the case. You just have to do it before the draft, right? And so maybe the Patriots then turn around and say, you know what? Fine, okay, whatever. You win, we'll send you 46 and you know 135 or whatever whatever it is that they have, right? 
and fine, you know, take those and we'll take Judy. And I think that that, that could get it done again. Maybe they don't because then they have to pay him uh, or probably have to pay him unless they go the Brandon cooks route. Um, but you know, it there's a possibility of them doing that. But as you said, and I think you said it perfectly, you're not, they're not handcuffed right now. You're not sitting there saying we have to make a move or we're screwed, right? Like it, are these four elite? No, but if Taekwon takes a big step up this year and, you know, Kendrick Bourne plays the way he was playing the second half of 2021 and Devontae Parker can stay healthy and Juju does what he's been doing, right? Then you have a pretty good wide receiving court and it's not amazing, but it's pretty good. It'll get the job done, and it's you right. can you can make it work. You and you're gonna have Hunter Henry out there too at tight yep. end, and you can also draft a tight end or sign a tight end who can factor into this conversation. I think the other part too is if you're gonna sign a receiver, if you're gonna go get Jerry Judy, that means somebody has to come off the field, and that means you're not that, that's not gonna be Juju with the money you gave him. You're not signing Juju for that money to be your wide receiver for, and right. I assume you don't want to bury Tyquan Thornton on the depth chart. Yeah. So that means either Parker or Bourne is really going to see some reduced snaps in there. And if that's going to be the case, if you're trading for one of those guys, I expect you're probably trading away one of those receivers in the process too, just because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to have Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne be your wide receivers four and five. And you don't want a situation where Tyquan Thornton in year two just can't get on the field because you traded for guys to put ahead of him. Right. I don't think, I think, you would rather go get a tight end too, if that's an option. I think there are some options there on the market. We'll see if they look into it. Um, and that's where it's like you could trade the second for DeAndre Hopkins, or you could look at, hey, or for Jerry Judy, or you could look at, hey, what if Zay Flowers is there at 46? I would rather draft Zay Flowers at 46 than trade for somebody right now because you get the four years of control. Right. At, and it's cheap. And yeah. Uh, so I don't. Is why is exactly what you said. Like they're not handcuffed to anything. They have options. They don't. They're not forced into any move. The only issue that I have with Zay Flowers at this point is that I thought he's a he's a pure slot player. I agree. And you now you just paid eleven million bucks to Juju basically to be your slot player. I don't know how you justify making that. You know drafting well, that player well judy well judy would also be a, a slot guy for the i guess most well part, but judy so. can do a little bit of both i think you know what i mean yeah. but and, and i throw i throw out the zay flowers name just as a as a hypothetical oh no i know it's i know you love whatever it. yeah it's it's whatever receiver you think could be there in the second yeah. and we'll see what it is um so it's the most important thing to me is going into draft day with flexibility if you have guys at every position who you think can start that means you can draft whoever you think the best players are. This team is going to have a ton of money going into free agency next season as well as we look yep. towards the future here. And that means if you can then draft the best players available, you probably think you have higher odds of hitting on guys. You can get stars or even just really good starters out of that. Well, now you're just looking for backups when you go to free agency next year. And that helps you a lot more. <laughs> Yeah, they agreed. And this is why I'm I'm working on a mock three mock draft three And it's funny, Byrne sent me a DM and was like, Hey, can you have one ready for the for the twentieth next Monday? And I said, Sure. I said, I'm already working on one. I got the outline. I already I already have all the players they drafted. First round I had them trading back from fourteen to eighteen and drafting Zay Flowers at eighteen. This is why it's in my drafts and not in the pick, <laughs> because at this point they're not doing that. You don't give eleven million bucks to Juju and then draft Zay Flowers at eighteen. 
to basically play the could, same spot. But you could if you think Zay Flowers is the best guy on the board. That's if true. You think he's a dynamic playmaker. Correct. Now you are adding a guy, and yeah, uh, exactly. Paying him cheap, you can afford to have him down the depth chart a little bit. Yes, agreed, agreed. So I agree. Um, and so anyway, so that's that's what we got there. It's really it's really fascinating stuff. Um, I am I'm excited about it. Um, and so, so we will, we'll see what happens, but I really do think they are a better, they have a, a better now skill position than they did when the season ended because it at least isn't worse. Is it the same? The starters are at the same level. I think. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I think, and again, is that good enough? I don't necessarily know if it's good enough. Maybe you have to draft someone else, but, or, or sign someone else or trade for someone else. But at the end of the day, you didn't get worse, which is big. And again, I think you have the opportunity to have gotten better if Juju can play the way that he's played. Certainly, I think in 2021, and and you know, if you go back to like 2019 when he was on Pittsburgh and had a great year, you know, so that's in him still. Uh, and I think if you if you open it up for him and, and you allow him to do those things that that he can be explosive too. So, and, and of all the issues this team had last season, I think the talent in the receiving room was probably the least of them on yeah. offense. Yeah. Questionable quarterback play, uh, even worse than questionable coaching, an offensive right. line that was bad and injured. Yep. If, the, if you run it back with the same level of talent on offense and better coordination and better play in the other parts, I think the talent and the receiver room is totally fine. Devontae Parker is a guy who, who I believe has gone for a thousand yards before. He's been, yeah, he's he's, a, he's been in the Pro Bowl. Juju Smith has gone over a thousand yards before. Taquan Thornton, I think, can be really good. I'm still high on him. Kendrick Bourne can be a very good depth receiver. They got they got two guys on the team right now, two receivers who've gone for a thousand yards. Like that's that's an upgrade from where this team has been. So I will I will take that at the moment. Um, I think another note on this too, and I want to give a shout out to uh, John Limbarakis from the uh, the Scotia Show uh, Slack channel because we have been looking at this for a while, watching our Mac film. We have noticed that Mac Jones seems to struggle with zone a little bit more than man at times. Sometimes it's just he can't he doesn't always figure it out. He doesn't always see where things are going. Juju has been a very 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 good zone receiver. That's yeah. been his strength. And you know what? Like, when you have Mac Jones as your quarterback, you want a guy who can turn short completions into big plays. You want a guy who can break zones and give him easy outs. Jacoby Myers, I love him. He wasn't that guy. Right. He's a guy who can make contested catches and a, a guy who is not going to give you yards after the catch. He's a possession receiver. And that's not you, – you can't have that many of those guys out there when Mac right. Jones is your quarterback and you already have Devontae right. Parker. So Juju gives you something else. He gives you a little, a little zip out there. And agreed. I think he's a better, he's a better scheme fit. Yep. Agreed. I like that. So you did mention the offensive line. The Patriots signed two mm-hmm. offensive linemen as well. Since we were last on here, we were on here, of course, Monday night, they signed two offensive linemen. They signed Calvin Anderson, who they first signed as an undrafted free agent back in 2019. Uh, and then they also signed Riley reef. Now the reef Calvin Anderson is going to be, a, you know, he's a depth guy. He's a depth guy. He's a guy who started some games for Cincinnati last year, um, but really, you know, is is a depth backup tackle. If they right? if they end up well, they they also they tendered Yadni Kajust. Wow, well, right? I mean, yeah. Listen, I I'm still not convinced that Yadni Kajust is an actual person, um, and so <laughs> I refuse to pass judgment on anything that they've done with him because I don't believe he's real. Well, what, <laughs> that's that, well, a valid point. 
<laughs> I do think uh, those first, this Calvin Anderson, Yannick Just, and um, Connor McDermott are probably the three guys competing yeah. for two spots, maybe right. even three guys competing for one spot, depending on what yeah. happens during the draft. 100%. I agree with you. And so, um, so anyway, so, so this is, you know, Riley Reef. The Riley Reef thing is interesting because people looked at it and said he's 34 and he's, you know, kind of an up and down starter and he's not amazing and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. But the fact is, is that he is a player that I think is, is good. He is a, he's a solid starter. And here's the other part of it. Okay. Dakota Randall tweeted this out and, and multiple people have tweeted stuff like this, similar stuff like this about, you know, Phil Perry and all these other guys, but Dakota Randall just, you know, said he texted someone from the bears front office about reef. And he says a great leader, really good for the room, tough as nails, throwback type who's going to give you everything he's got every day. True pro. That's the type. That's exactly, exactly the type of person that they wanted yep. at tackle because Okay, Paris Johnson's there at 14, and you want to draft him? Fine. Broderick Jones there at 14, and you want to draft him? Fine. If you draft a, you know, more of a project guy later, fine. But you don't have to do that, right? You have those guys, and you can draft a guy in the second, third, fourth round that you project as a guy who can be a starter at some point. And you Blake can Freeland's music. <laughs> and he's he's on mock 3.02. Uh so you can get you can get a guy that can be your starter this year and really kind of ignite that room a little bit, be the leader in that room, and teach your young guy how to be a pro and how to mm-hmm. get better and how to do what he needs to do. And I think that that is important. And so Although the reef signing, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, maybe he's a backup, but like he might end up being your starting right tackle. And I think you could do a lot worse than him as your starting right tackle. Or left tackle if they want to move yeah. things around. He has Both. more experience at left than right. You can put yeah. him left, Trent yeah. Brown at the right side. Did you mention the contract in there? Did you see how much they're paying him? I did not mention it. No. I think it's one year, $5 million. It's not much. That's like when I, when we talked Monday night, I had kind of made a big deal about, hey, don't don't just spend money to spend money. This is perfect. They got a guy who can be at worst a spot starter for you and a guy who I think can be your starter going into the season if you just hate this year's offensive tackle class and the draft and there's just nobody you think is good for $5 million. They're going to be spending like $15 million total on their left and right tackles for this upcoming season before the draft. That's yeah. amazing. And it's it just they upgraded what they did last year. You're probably not getting more than C plus play out of him, but that's fine because you got worse play for more money last year. And you have much better depth on the offensive line going into this season. You have yeah. a guy who gave you good minutes in uh McDermott. You have Kajust if he does actually turn out to be a real person, and Calvin Anderson, who is, you know, serviceable. So you're going right. in with more veteran experienced depth leaders in the room. That's going to be great for um, Cole Strange to have out there. Um, great with David Andrews too. And on when you're like, that's, I really like this fit. I like it with Trent Brown. Like I, I like this fit for everything. And as Benny Van Litt mentions in the comments and better coaching, that's the other part of this. Yep. You don't need, you don't need your line to be fantastic. You need it to just, 
get by with what this offense is doing. Just clean up the dumb mistakes. You don't, I think with some of the guys they have, you don't need road graders. You'd love it if you can get them. And this is if you want to take a Broderick Jones in the draft, that's where you can get one of those guys who can be a, a real anchor and get your running game going. But this means it, at minimum, it's not going to suck. Yeah. And you're not going to have overwhelming numbers of, of penalties. And you will have other options if guys get hurt or if exactly. one of these guys doesn't pan out. This yep. is great team building because they still have cap space after all this. They can right. still go do stuff. And they just got a, re- a receiver who can start for them, who should be starting for them, and a tackle who can start for them. Yep, I agree. I agree. And that's and look, here's the thing, right? You're not you're not trying to LA Rams this, right? You're not buying a championship. What you're trying to do is get competent and get better at positions of need. Offensive line was a position of need that they it killed them last year. The right tackle spot in particular absolutely murdered them last year. And so you needed more depth on the offensive line. Yes, you need guys that can start and play well. And maybe Orlando Brown ends up being that guy. It seems unlikely at this point that Orlando Brown's going to be that guy unless they decide to cut Trent Brown. I don't know, right? But it it's a situation where you look at it and say, all right, we're happy or reasonably happy with what we have. We've gone out and gotten a ton of depth. And so we're going to be covered if people get hurt. We're going to be covered if guys get hurt going into training camp. You know, we're going to be covered if guys get hurt in the middle of the year. And so you kind of have you have some flexibility, which is nice. And it is a solid tackle class. You're able to go out and draft a guy that maybe will start if he surprises you, and maybe he won't, you know, and and you don't you're not locked into it. You're not drafting a guy at 14 saying, This has to be our starting left tackle this year, and he needs to be great because we need to be good this year. And you're in a position now. Let's say they do draft a guy at 14 and they do like somebody or they trade back and draft somebody, and he does turn out and he can start right away. Yep. You can trade Trent Brown at that yep. point because his, this money's not guaranteed yet. You can do that in training camp. Bring him into camp if he loses the battle. You can have Trent Brown be your swing tackle, which could be a really nice option to have yeah. off the bench. Yeah. Or trade him and get on a fifth-round pick back for him or whatever it's going to end up being. And you, you save $10 million off the cap, and you use that for a midseason move, or you roll it into the next year and right. see what your options are then. Yep. And you can put that money towards an extension for some of the guys currently on the roster. 100%. 100%. And that's that's where it's really interesting. So, again, are they home run moves? Are they moves where people are like, oh, my God, this is wild? You know, is it, are they having the Chicago Bears offseason? They are not, right? That's okay. They didn't need to do that. What they needed to do was make their team better, and they needed to give themselves more depth and give themselves more opportunities. That's what they've done. They've given themselves more depth. Their team, I believe, is better than it was when the when the offseason started. Um, and I'm so that's not ready a good to thing. say that yet because of Devin McCourty only. Well, you're right. You Devin lose McCourty. him. And you're that's... right. That that's a big one. That's a big one. But so the, the McCourty the offense, thing, you're right about. The offense, um, I think, is better scheme wise and yeah. better depth. And that asks a good question about that. Skywalker has a good question about Dalton Schultz, and I, we talked about him briefly uh, on Monday night. I think Schultz makes sense. Now, the question is, how much money is he going to get? My feeling, and I might be wrong about this, my feeling is that if he was going to get a ton of money, it would have happened already. Um, and so maybe he wants, maybe he'll go back to Dallas if he wants to. But, we'll you yeah. know, could it be the Patriots? The Patriots might be interested in him. I don't know. They haven't been connected to many tight end names. Um, 
if any. But I don't think that means it won't happen. It just means we haven't heard about it yet. We don't know what's going on on the inside. I think Dalton Schultz is interesting. I don't know much about him as a blocker. How, how good of a blocker is he? I think he's a pretty good blocker. I think he's actually pretty okay. good. Uh, above average. I don't know if he's like amazing, but I think he's an above average blocker. Because it's he and he, I've mentioned it before, but Foster Moreau from the Raiders. Yep. At this point, now that they traded Darren Waller, um, I don't think, he, I think he at this point, back in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. He's I know is also has a reputation at least as a good blocker and is very good after the catch. So he might give you what you were looking for with John New as a tight end too. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think the most important thing with whoever your tight end two is is that they're a good blocker because Hunter Henry is a good receiver, and I yep. don't think if Hunter Henry is a good receiver, your tight end two would then have to be so good of a receiver that he's worth taking one of your other receivers yeah. off the field for. And that's hard to find. So I'd rather just get a, a guy who can block. I'm in right. for Dalton Schultz. If he can do it, Foster Moreau, Jordan Aikens, whatever name you want to throw out there. If he can block, I'm in. Yeah. I think Schultz, Thad mentioned he is a very good blocker and I think Schultz is a good blocker and he gives you the, the receiving upside as well. So, um, you know, again, he should get paid because not many tight ends can do both. Um, but you know, who knows if he's not going to get paid a ton and the Patriots like him, sure. Absolutely. Bring him in. I mean, you know, just a different way, a different way to attack the defense, you know? So, um, I also, I also think it's worth mentioning just for this whole conversation. I believe coming into today, Taekwon Thornton was their only receiver on the roster for next season. I believe Bourne and Parker are free agents after this year. So now you got another one. So it just helps extend that a little bit. And honestly, if, if Parker, plays well or Borden plays well this year. I think those are candidates to come back. I think either could be a candidate for an extension midseason or depending on what happens just to kind of keep some guys here and we'll see what happens in the draft. But right. I, I, agree. I like some of those guys. I agree. Also, Dark Blue Gold points out that I was trying to uh Judon style recruit Juju to be in a TikTok. I mean imagine imagine if I, I made a math that. TikTok with Juju Smith Juicer. That'd be unbelievable. That would be that'd be the highlight of my TikTok career. Uh, might be the highlight of my like career career. <laughs> yeah. but, by the way, we were talking um, safeties. The Dolphins just signed Deshaun Elliott. It's a okay. name I've yep. seen thrown around for the Pats. It's kind of a free safety. You can do some stuff out there. Yeah. So one name off the board. We did talking safety since the last time we talked to Jarrell Peppers resigned too. Yep. That's did a great that point. Yesterday. That's a great point. And I'm very, very excited about that. Um, it's just a good player. He does a lot. So, yeah, I agree. And so, you know, it's, it, yeah, that's one of those things for me. So I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about, um, Jabril. He's, he plays so hard, such an aggressive player, brought the energy every day. Uh, I'm pumped about, about him coming here. So, you know, we'll see how that, you know, he's not going to be, he's not replacing Devin McCordy, but getting him out there on the field still, I think is, is a big thing. So, um, so, you know, with peppers and then you got miles Bryant, of course they tendered as well, which, you know, as much as I hate on miles Bryant and everyone knows I hate on miles Bryant, he's, he's not that bad. He's not great, but he's not that bad as a depth player. I don't want him starting for me ever, ever, ever. He's defensive like, back number five or six and right. you're paying very little for him and it's not guaranteed. Exactly. So exactly. You, there's just because they tendered miles Bryant doesn't even mean he's on the roster. Correct. Uh, after the first round of cuts, let alone yep. after this, the final one. 100%. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah so we'll see what happens, you know. I, I think Miles Bryant is the ideal, like, one of the last five guys on the roster or one of your practice squad guys. He knows right. what he's doing. He's not going to get caught out of position. 
He's usually good at tackling, except for that that one kick return against Buffalo. Yeah. And um, you don't want him out there in big situations. If if he's out there in a big right. situation, something has gone horribly wrong. Yep. He's a good. He's good for depth. Exactly. Exactly. And and you need those guys because attrition happens in the NFL. You know. So yeah. I'd and rather have a guy. Sh- he's better than Sean Wade. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. That that's very true. Uh, I just think I think you know when you look at it and you just say we need depth guys, I'd rather have a guy like miles Bryant as a depth guy than a, a a freakish athlete kind of guy, because although you can get that stuff from the, if you have a freak athlete on your team and that guy's not playing, he's a depth player. That means he's not very good. And so now you're putting him in and he might not be in the right position and mentally he may not be there. Whereas at least, you know, you're going to get a guy that isn't going to screw up with miles Bryant. And I'm okay with him. Again, as a depth guy who plays a few snaps a game at most, like I'm okay yeah. with that, you know. And Bryant, Bryant coming back doesn't mean you can't go look for this super Correct. athletic guy and let him battle for a job. Agreed. There's no, and that's that's the nice thing about a lot of these moves is that they preserve your flexibility, which is something this roster lacked last season. Yep. I think we knew after 2021, John New Smith's not the guy, and Nelson Aguilar is not the guy, but we had to sit through another season of them because of the way the contracts were structured agreed other agreed. than maybe the juju one which we don't know the full structure on yet and i don't see him completely bottoming out unless he gets hurt other than that all these other contracts are ones that if the guy's not good you can get out of it exactly exactly so so we'll see all right so that that does it for this one uh listen i think it's good patriots on the board they're bringing some people in um i think they're better which is good again Get better. You're not. You're not going to be significantly better. You're not going to be like, oh my god, what a you know, what a home run, and what did it? Fine. You know, like you you've you've improved yourself as much as you can. You got to figure out the the safety position with Devin McCourty. You got to figure out to get maybe another piece at wide receiver. You probably want to bring in another tackle. Um, I would say probably someone who um, you know is a young guy or again. Maybe you feel like Orlando Brown is the guy. You really want him. You cut Trent Brown and you and you you know bring in Orlando Brown. Fine, right? If that's what you want to do, I think they probably go for a young guy instead. And I think you need a, a corner. So they're not done. They got a long way to go, but they got eleven draft picks. They How much got cap space. Do they have? They is got Miguel a given amount. I think Miguel. I think they probably have somewhere in the twenties. Let me see what he says. I'll go so, there right now and see. Let me scroll through his tweets here real quick. He 28, 28112668. That's what he has. Yeah, that's right what now. he has right now. And I'm not sure if that includes the newest I th- contract. I think it GC1. does. I think it does. And I might be wrong, but I think it does. Uh, it's hard to tell. But if they, it's either, if it doesn't include that, then they have around $28 million right now. Yeah. And sorry, if it does include that, they have 28. If it doesn't, then they're probably around the $20 million range, depending on guarantees. So good. Uh, that's plenty of plenty of room to make two, three, four more moves and get another receiver and defensive back help. Yep. Linebacker. There have been rumored to be in on a, a Raiders linebacker. No, oh. Bears linebacker. Uh, that does not include, I just scrolling through, it does not include the Juju signing to the list. Okay. So, th- so they're going to have, you know, depending on what it 19, is, they're probably 19, 18 yeah, million, something 18, like that. 19, somewhere on there, 20, maybe. So somewhere on there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, also, Chad Graff pointed something out very important as well, which I hadn't thought of, um, that uh, Bill Belichick, we're going to have to wait to hear what Bill Belichick refers to TikTok as because he's clearly not going to refer to it as TikTok. And I'm excited about it. Frankly, I'm excited about it. I am some of, some of my some of my teacher friends call it Tic Tac. Maybe I'll call it Tic Tac. Yeah. That might that's a good one. I so. like that. Um, I wanna I wanna highlight a comment here too. ZTAC three one seven. Just keep hitting singles. Yep. That's what this free agency is all about. You're not Agreed. getting home runs with the guys available right now. Even in the trade market, I don't think any of them are home runs. They're doubles and triples. So get your singles, get some guys on base, and head to the draft in position to take some swings. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right, I got to run because I got to pick up my daughter from school, but uh, I wanted to get in and do this before before I did. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. I'll be back Thursday night. Hopefully Matt will be with me. If not, I'll be here one way or the other Thursday night at 930. Appreciate you guys uh, listening as always, and hopefully we'll have, you know, maybe another move or two to talk about. It'd be nice. So anyways, enjoy the rest of your day, guys, and uh, thanks for watching. Go Pats. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.